Welcome to the EDM Producer Podcast. This is the show where we interview successful EDM producers and we talk about their production techniques, hardware, software, any tips and advice they have for you guys out there who want to become better EDM producers. We also go over some marketing tips and other cool stuff. So I hope you enjoy the show. Every show we have on an excellent producer and DJ, and this show is no different. Joining us today is Alexander Lasatsky. He is calling us from Poland. And um, I practiced his name about know, 20 times before we started. Did I get it right, Alexander? Yeah, this is cool. Okay, good. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. And you? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. So uh, how is it over in Poland there? Uh, it's quite okay. A bit windy, a bit um, <laughs> rainy, but it's cool. Uh, sometimes sunny at the moment. Yeah? But now it, it's, it's average, yes. Uh, that's not, yeah, you know, everybody I call today seems like it's raining there. Uh, <laughs> um, probably uh, it's uh, it's raining very frequently lately here. Yeah, uh, not only in my city, but uh, overall in Poland. Oh, cool, cool. Well, not if you cool. like the rain, yeah, not cool. If you don't no, like the not rain, cool. It's raining constantly, <laughs> sometimes for the whole day. Well, I hope the sun comes up. Oh yes. And you could always Maybe. move to Florida, where I live. It's it's all sun. Ah, uh, I'm jealous now. Yeah, I like it here. Okay, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got interested in EDM and what kind of music you produce? Um, I'm 21 years old student from Poland, from Szczecin. It's uh, um, one of the uh, biggest cities in Poland, actually. It's not big um, as far as all the cities in the world are concerned, but it's uh, the biggest, one of the biggest cities in Poland. It's uh, um, in the corner, actually, of a country. And it's sometimes hard to spread the music here. It's all covered with radio shows, uh, commercial music, etc. Oh. And I, I set myself a goal to spread uh, some trance music, you know. Yeah. Uh, uplifting trance is uh, the least uh, heard music here, unfortunately. Hmm. But uh, maybe one day uh, we'll uh, some, uh, somehow change it with my friends. But oh, and as far as me uh, in the music, uh, it's uh, it's all, it's all started with uh, my passion to electronic music by Jean Jarre and Kraftwerk, and then I kept on going. Then uh, I moved uh, my uh, whole mind moved to Armin van Buren, and that's uh, where I where my passion for trance was born, <laughs> actually. And here I am. I'm just doing my job, and I hope somebody will notice it. Maybe one day. Well, I I noticed it. You, oh you're yes, tra <laughs> you're cool. trying. Thank you you're, for noticing yeah, me. Yeah, well, your tracks are great, and uh, I could tell that uh, you you specialize in trance. That's what you like to do the most. Uh, yes, I uh, started uh, my journey with trance with uh, subgenre. It's called uplifting trance. It's um, from 136 BPM, but mainly 138 and 140s, and that's my uh, region of uh, producing uplifting trends. But I don't only produce uplifting; uh, it's also uh, some EDM-y stuff like electro trends, as I call it, uh, kind of uh, Chris Weiser stuff, for example, or Andrew Ryle stuff uh, with these deeper kicks plus bass lines. Uh, I uh, like to experiment sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, one of the tracks that I found was uh, the one Drone Hunters. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's the and, latest uh, experiment. Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, and, you know, the bass lines you have going on in this thing and are very hard hitting. And it's, 
your mixing techniques are great. Um, I really enjoyed the music. So even your both your uplifting trance and your progressive is great stuff. Oh, thanks. That's very kind. Yeah, no problem. How, so how did or what DAW do you use? What software do you use? Um, it won't come as a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> FL it's Studio, of course, uh, Fruity Loop Studio Ten. It's very approachable, actually. I um, just came to at first to get to know this program and actually it took me very short time to get the most of the functions of course not everything uh, right. you can't get everything in the short time on the short right. brief but uh, actually it was very approachable i learned all the stuff uh, previously from my hardware synthesizers and workstations by korg so uh, it came with no problems actually <laughs> well tell me about what you like about fl studio um, FL Studio, oh, as I said, it's very approachable. It's a very, um, um, it's a, it, it seems like it knows you and your mind and what you would need at the same time and uh, in what um, order would you do some things. For example, when uh, you have the mixer part, you have a, a, ver a very nice graphic, graphic uh, interface where you can put everything in order. Uh, just as logic sa uh, says to you, you know. Yeah, and that's uh, why I uh, like this door. Actually, it's very, in, uh, it's very approachable as far as intuition is concerned. I see. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Personally, I've I still can't get into it as fully as you guys can. Um, you know, one of the things about FL Studio, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not putting anything down. This is just you say it fits your mind. Yeah. I must have a I must have a messed up mind because it doesn't fit mine as good as yours. <laughs> but like one of the things is uh you have to assign each instrument to a its own mixer track. On like uh, uh on like a doll like Cubase and Studio One, you know, you just you just throw something right on that track and it's already assigned to a mixer track. It's like that extra step there, that frustrates me sometimes of like assigning things to different places when they should be already assigned in my mind. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Um it at first it seemed weird, yeah, that's true. But uh, it uh, gives more flexibility. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, you can add uh, additional uh, uh, FXs, uh, some effects, uh, some reverb delay, uh, phaser, etc. Uh, apart from the FX that are already in the plugin, right. so that's the. Uh, that's very nice uh, option, and um, actually, you don't have uh, to put each uh, plugin and each instrument into separate uh, track in the mixer. You can put them in groups. Uh, ex uh, for example, you can put the whole baseline, uh, all the layers. Um, for example, the uh, sub bass, uh, some arpeggiator uh, bass lines, and you can put this all together into one track in mixer. So oh, that's that, that's not that like uh, that's not like you said at first. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that, I I can see how that is. It's like making a bus for a for uh, yes, a bunch yes, of group yeah. the sounds into one mixer track, and that's a very uh, good option because you can. Uh, Put all the effects you you want into one mixer track, not uh, all, and not copy them into separate other tracks. That's exactly, very, and that's better for your CPU. Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, okay, all right, fine. I I like it a little better now. Now, tell us about your workflow. How do you start writing a song and, and take us through that? Hmm. Um, I can say I have no pattern for this. 
Okay. I have nothing like uh, step by step. I have something like uh, I have an idea, but this idea may uh, come about um, kick plus bass line, for example, or right. some arpeggiator uh, line. I I play, for instance, uh, on my uh, keyboard, and it it fits me. And I uh, think how to develop this into something uh, more. Or sometimes it's uh, up to inventing some new um, main theme, uh, the main lead part. And it's, there's no pattern, actually. Uh, I just uh, start from the idea that comes into my mind, and this idea may vary, uh, really. That's, so that's cool. Pattern. I totally got what you're saying. I, I Sometimes I do a similar thing. The way I look at it is like almost like an artist with a painting, a painter. He like draws one line and then he, he adds something else here and then he adds something else there. And I always feel like I'm sculpting or painting when I'm writing a song and just adding little pieces on top of each other. Yes, yes, and, uh, yes. And next day you wake up and you think you just uh, tell you to tell to yourself, oh, it's all trash. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <throw> <laughs> exactly. That's true. And then that later that night, you're like, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad. And you just start it back up again. Yes. That's funny. Can you tell us some secret production tips? Uh, that's the hardest uh, question I've ever had um, been asked. Yeah. Actually, well, they don't, they don't have to be super secret, but you know, no. things that you do that you think are good. Actually, I, I don't have any uh, secret tips that are firmly secret. You know, that it's yeah. top secret and James Bond will secure it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but one, I can give one advice uh, that I learned by myself um, yeah. during my production. Um, it's don't be afraid to use sidechain. Um, sidechain effect gives, uh, it allows to let the, for example, kick when you have a kick line. Uh, it allows to be uh, kick more stronger when it drops, so the other tracks won't take over its frequencies, and you 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 get this very fat kick instead of uh, all together being played in one uh, moment. That's, yeah, that's what I advise. Great tip, <clears throat> and you know, especially in dance music, you have to hear that kick. Yes, so. and that's what I used in Drone Hunters. Actually, uh, I at first I put uh, all this um, acid uh, bass lines uh, all together, and I thought that kick just disappeared. It's yeah. here, but it's not there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, and a lot of people think that you use side chaining just to get that pumping sound, but really, yes. it's there to just make the kick louder. Yes, it's it's not that you have to put the side chain and it's 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 so that it's gonna be the leading um, effect of this track. Uh, right. Just just a slight side chain, just to release some frequencies at the first moment when the kick drops. That's what I advise. Great tip. Got any more production tips? Um. Actually, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't. Maybe maybe. Uh, I I can say that. Um, some people uh, which are very um, in, ad in very advanced stage of their production um, career may know everything and they don't consider anything to be a secret. They, they just know it and they just use it. And for example, for me, uh, some of these tricks they use, it, they may, uh, uh, it all may be the secrets, this, uh, these old tips that I would uh, 
like to know, I would wish to know. And for the beginners, everything is secret. <laughs> right, right. That, that's, what, that's what I think, actually. <laughs> They're learning it for the first time. Now, where do you go to learn and improve your own EDM production skills? Um, into my head, actually. <laughs> I have no... <laughs> I have no sources that I um, I don't watch any YouTube's uh, any YouTube films. Uh, wow. I don't um, I don't um, play myself any tutorials. I, I just don't get them um, at most. Uh, that's why. But as my work inspiration, I take um, the artists. I like I like to play while I'm DJing, for example, uh, when I take some tracks and I know they give me shivers and goosebumps and I just want to know why do I have these goosebumps yes and that's uh, what I do next and it's um, just studying the track for 30 times <laughs> right and uh, trying not to puke <laughs> after <laughs> playing this uh, for 40 or 50 times and not to get bored by this track it's sometimes very difficult but uh, when I get sometimes uh, I hear the specific track in this uh, tune and I keep studying it keep studying if it has sidechain or more reverb than delay and does it have delay 2 per 2 or 2 per 4 and etc etc and I um, try to use it in my tracks and then test it. And if it don't, if it doesn't work, I just uh, <laughs> check it again in the track that it's uh, um, based on. Yeah, uh, that's how I learn. <laughs> in, that's very so, cool. Sometimes my friends uh, from Poland, uh, like RD or Arctic Moon uh, or Matt Bukowski, they give me some tips. I send them track. Uh, or some bass under the track that I want to use. Um, <laughs> the most, uh, at most, I oh, I usually hear that other th other thing sucks. <laughs> you have to <laughs> change everything. But uh, uh, sometimes I hear uh, you have. Uh, there's no uh, deep deepness here. I'd add some sub bass, for example. Or just throw away the whole uh, hi hat part. It ruins the whole track. S some tips like that, and it builds my mm, knowledge. So I get tips from the <laughs> you know higher stated um, producers. Yeah, and at, uh, at most my friends from uh, here from from my country. Well, you know that's great as long as they're constructive. You know, as, as long as yes. they're not trying to tear you down. Oh yes, uh, um, the first uh, and most important thing that uh, don't take it very uh, very much to yourself. Don't uh, with don't get withdrawn by the tips. Just, right. Uh, take them into your ear and don't let them flow uh, fly away through the other ear. Just uh, keep in mind and uh, try to use it. Uh, Try to use as much as you can from these tips. Right, right. Like take out the what what is going to benefit you. That's a tough thing to do, for, especially for me. When somebody criticizes my art, it just it's tough to be very objective about that. Yeah, some people just don't get that these tips and criticism are uh, supposed to be um, productive. Uh, they, yeah. they are not to offense you. They are, uh, they are made to be and said to be um, very productive and to encourage you to introduce them, for example, not to tear you down, as you said. Right. Some right. people don't get it, but uh, you, you don't have anything to say to them then. They are just closed with their minds. Yeah, That's you don't very, want to be... You're right. very sad. 
It is. You don't want to be closed-minded. And um, you'll know if somebody's out there just to be destructive to your stuff. So, it, you know, don't listen to those people. Listen to the people that want to help you, basically. Yeah, so-called haters. <laughs> yeah, the haters. Don't listen to the haters. So, who were your influences and in, to get you interested in EDM? In EDM? Um, maybe at first, uh, what I uh, was um, working on was electronic music, the pure one, this... Um, this uh, which where it all began began from like Jean-Michel Jarre, Kraftwerk, and I always liked these uh, faster and uh, more proper uh, tracks, not these ambient like. Uh, and I pushed forward toward this, uh, searching for new artists, and uh, I found uh, one day in my radio when I was listening to the radio I found uh, Not Giving Up on Love by Armin Van Buren and Sophia Liz Baxter I um, started to study the whole uh, discography the biography of Armin Van Buren and yes. I began to listen to his own tracks and his sets what uh, does he include in his sets and that keep, keep, kept me inspired really and that's what I follow uh, mainly but not only uh, I uh, were inspired very much as well by as I said Chris Schweitzer and Andrew Rael at most and from the uplifting which is not <laughs> sub, uh, which is not supposed to be um, called EDM because uplifters <laughs> get they angry. don't like that. <laughs> um, it's my friend from Poland, Arctic <laughs> Moon, and Ali and Fila from Egypt. Cool. A bit of Daniel Candy, uh, maybe not not a bit, but uh, very much of Daniel Candy's uh, track. And but but from EDM, it's mostly Chris Schweitzer, Andrew Rael. And uh, a bit of Nicky Romero with his acid uh, basslines. Oh, yes. Yeah, when I say EDM, I, I include trance, but you're saying the trance guys don't like that, huh? Um, maybe these pure trancers don't like uh, to use, these, use this word or, or shortcut, uh, as we can say. It's shortcut um, right. to trance music. I Some see. trancey stuff may be considered to be EDM, uh, these from uh, 132 and below, which are a bit electros, uh, electro-like or big room-like. Yeah. But you sometimes don't know how to call this genre. Uh, you actually hear it's it's just music, and you, you don't it's just electronic music, and you don't know. Have no clue how to call it. So that's why EDM was invented. Uh, just to put everything into one bag. Exactly. Not to be afraid uh, that you don't know what you're listening to. Wow. Well, I hope I didn't offend any trance producers by calling my show the EDM Producer Podcast because no. I want them to be included. <laughs> no, I think that uh, most of them won't be angry. It's just okay. uh, the matter of these pure trance uh, yeah. trans fans. Right. You know, some of them are very um, single-minded and they don't appear to uh, like EDM words I, I as gotcha. far as trance is concerned. I got gotcha. you. I was curious, you were talking about Armin Van Buren. And one of the things I like about him is, he's, I saw a video with him where he set up his studio just perfectly. I mean, he's got the perfect speakers, they're made the room was built basically around the speakers and everything is just perfect so he can hear every last you know, frequency in his songs so he just nails it perfect. 
And I hear that in his songs. They're very precise, and the levels of everything is just is set just perfectly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so he's your guy, huh? You like him? Uh, yeah, he's my idol, actually. Yeah. Uh, I keep following him, and I'll keep following him, I guess, for a very long time. Uh, if he's uh, number one DJ, of he, of is he uh, number 10 or 20, it doesn't matter. It's just... Uh, it matters that it's him and his way of produ- of producing. I like it very much. It appears very to me. So, now, did you ever meet him? I uh, I, I haven't met him personally, but I've seen him uh, th- three times on the events. Uh, once it was the first time first time ever I've I've seen him uh, live was uh, on global gathering in 2011 in my home country, in the city of Gdańsk. <coughs> And the second time was on Sunrise Festival <laughs> as well uh, in my home country. And the third time was uh, very recently. It was on Estate of Trans 600. But I've never met him personally. <laughs> I wish I had. <laughs> One day you will. One day you will. Ah, let's hope. Yes, I believe it. So how about marketing? What's the most effective way you have found to market your music? Uh, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a uh, specialist in uh, marketing stuff. Uh, I have uh, I personally, I, I I must admit, I have a huge problem with this. <laughs> I have I can't find any proper and flexible methods which right. doesn't uh, need big amount of money right. being spent on advertising, for example. For example, right, but. Uh, Sharing to friends, if you have any friends that uh, shares your passion uh, for the music, um, the people are the most important. Yeah, well, you know, your SoundCloud tracks, they have a good amount of plays, so whatever you're doing is working pretty good. I'm going to interrupt the program here for just a quick minute. Just to give you a heads up, we had a little bit of technical difficulty for the rest of the podcast with the microphone gain, so you might hear some volume swells. If you can bear with it, the information is great. There wasn't really much I could do in the post-production here, but uh, I hope you continue to enjoy the show and listen to it to the end. It'll definitely be worth it. Okay, back to the show. Oh, yeah. thanks. Uh, I, I don't look at the place uh, at first. I look at the... Um, uh, maybe, uh, it's like that. You might play a track and not expecting anything. You know, When you sh- spread the uh, music to people, um some of them are not pas- uh, don't share the passion uh, of trance music they just play this track and they have no clue what to expect they just play it and that's one play plus right to, right <laughs> to the right. statistics so when you reach <laughs> the big amount of people yeah, and everyone uh, plays the track once it may not even appear to be very attractive but the plays are being counted <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, the most uh, proper thing uh, uh, to count, uh, maybe not count, but to um, consider the um, attractiveness of uh, the track is uh, all all the likes, all the comments, all all, all the words being said uh, around the track, and people's uh, support. Uh, for example, when some DJs support your tracks in the podcasts. Uh, not uh, uh, not wanting to being given in um, for 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 that you played that track. Uh, that's that's very cool and for me. Uh, 
I'm very uh, I appreciate every support that I being I'm being given, and that's sometimes very surprising <laughs> who support the tracks, and that that's the most important thing when you uh, want to notice the um, attractiveness of your productions. Just don't don't look at the place. Just look at the. Um, uh, how how people receive this track? Right, right. Not how many times, but how do they receive the track? Right, right. That's a good way of looking at it. You're looking at quality there. Yes, uh, the quality is the, at first place. Now, do you DJ? Uh, yes, I do DJ. <laughs> I try. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I DJ. I play at uh, clubs sometimes when when I have some booking. <laughs> Rarely do I have, but I play sometimes at the clubs. Where did you learn how to DJ? At my house. That's the place. I just, place. I just um, got myself some CD players and I started to learn. That's the way to do it. I, I, I don't, uh, as I said before, oh, as, uh, as I said in, uh, um, when talking about production, uh, I didn't use any tutorials. Same here. Uh, I don't use any tutorials. But so sometimes <laughs> maybe I try to watch um, from the films, from the clips, from YouTube uh, when I first didn't know what to do with the low and mid frequencies knobs. Right. I just right. noticed it during some sets, and that's that's the only thing I took from YouTube videos. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's interesting. All right, let's head into the gear section here. What's your favorite soft synth? Soft synth, um, silent one, FBTX ah. version. Uh, I used it. I use it at most, apart from the samples. Uh, the first plugin I had, uh, I I uh, almost always open <laughs> in my projects, in my new projects, or when I have no idea what to do next, I open S silent one silent one yeah sometimes yes i have very many popular banks, so i i have <laughs> what to choose yeah it's very popular big big that's a big answer on this this show silent one yeah <laughs> i guess so now what's your favorite effect plugin effect plugin i use um <laughs> I, I i enjoy compressing <laughs> yeah i use compressor uh, at most together with uh Equalizer 2, the fright, the fruity um, equalizer 2, EQ 2, and um, sometimes and the most gross beat. Uh, yes, uh, if I'm uh, planning to sidechain or put some fill in uh, before some dro drop, for example, uh, some effect, I use gross beat. Tell me your favorite piece of hardware. Mm. At first, it was Korg Triton Extreme, the workstation from Korg. Yeah. And it su suited me uh, very much. I used it uh, almost always before I got into uh, software. Uh, I was a very big enemy of using PC to, co to construct tracks <laughs> to make music. Actually, yes, I, I was a very big opponent of uh, PC music, but I changed my mind eventually, and ha here I am. What, what caused you to change your mind? Um, for for instance, um, the second uh, piece of um, st uh, hardware stuff I used was Korg as well, but uh, um, Korg M3. 
and it's very approachable uh, workstation. And it had w- one of the drawbacks was that you could use only seven uh, effects for the whole track, uh, for the whole tune, not for the not not per track, right? But per the whole tune, you couldn't use more. And plus uh, two main uh, um, effects that. Uh, cause the effect for the whole track, so that wasn't that wasn't uh, that um, approachable, and wow. uh, that's what uh, that's why I changed my mind. I uh, turned my eyes to FL Studio as it was the most approachable, as I said before, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, the, the the hardware uh, was placed a bit into the shadow, but just a bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it has to happen eventually. Yeah. Yes. What's your favorite headphones? Um, I um, I enjoy DJing with my Technics headphones, which are very popular. They were used um, to the recent times, uh, no more now, uh, unfortunately, by Armin himself. It's ah. RPDH1200. Uh, it's the silver edition. I like them very much. They are they are very comfortable in use. While I'm DJing, I can hear at most these parts that um, stand that stand for the um, beat matching. When you want to hear how the beat goes and know how does it sound, of course, it sounds very uh, nice. The sound quality is very, very, very good, but it gives the um, Mm, possibility to hear the beat, and that's what I like. Uh, ah. These headphones. Uh, previously, I used uh, Reloop uh, RHP mm, ten. Also, I, I like the silver uh, color, so uh, the silver edition as well. Previously, <laughs> and uh, they were more um, medium uh, frequencies um, gained. It uh, demolished my ears a bit, but uh, oh. I could hear every bit, so it was very comfortable when you turned down the volume a bit. I see what you're saying. So what's the best advice you could give to an aspiring producer right now? <laughs> I wish I would know such an advice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could hear such an advice. Um, I could... Um, what, what can I say? Just don't give up. Do your job. Uh, spread your music to people, and, uh, and once again, don't give up. Don't uh, take all the drawbacks into yourself. Just try to fight them. Great advice, and you know that's it's a recurring that happens a lot on the show. That an, yes. that answer, and it's it, it's really good. It doesn't all come to the skills only or the equipment only. It comes to your will of going forward. Uh, when you don't uh, appear to uh, want to be wanting to be willing to go forward, or you just don't seem to be um, self-confident, you just give up. N- nothing will happen if you don't do it by yourself. Absolutely, man. That's great advice. Now, where can people find out more about you and your music? Where? Um, where could... Um, I have a short... Uh, bio, it's not a biography. It's a short description about myself on, um, on Facebook, uh, on my Facebook page. It's, um, it's in the... It's on my yes. It's only there. It's only there. I was thinking about other uh, sources, but it's it's only there. 
It's on Facebook. And uh, where can people hear your music? Uh, SoundCloud my, mainly. Uh, sometimes my tracks get on YouTube. Uh, recently, I was given uh, my um, music video that was made by Egyptian uh, video producers. It was made for my remix of um, the track was called Hope by Frank Dottilo. And uh, it's a music video here. And sometimes when uh, the labels release the tracks, um, they use uh, just the cover art and the music in the background. And that's uh, how I can be found on YouTube as well. And with my mixes, I can be found on Mixcloud. These gotcha. main these are very common sources, so yeah, no problem well, to find them. What's your your SoundCloud name? Um, just like my Facebook name. It's uh, I don't know. I was uh, I had my uh, Facebook uh, nickname uh, reset. Uh, unfortunately, I can't change it because Facebook has crashed with this option, <laughs> and I'm I'm waiting for days now to. Um, repair. I, I lost my previous nickname. <laughs> I got you. That's the only. Thing well, what's your SoundCloud nickname? Uh, SoundCloud. Uh, it's uh, SoundCloud.com hashtag. Uh, no, not hashtag. It's slash uh, Alexander Lasotsky uh, with no space. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be also putting those in the show notes. So if anybody wants to go to edmmr.com, yes. edmr.com. You can get the show notes and you can get the links to Alexander's music. So feel, f- feel free to check it out. Oh yeah, definitely check it out. It's great stuff. You guys will love it. There's there's electro, there's trance. It's a good mix and it's all high quality. Thanks. Now, do you have any final messages for the listeners before we end off? Final messages. Once again, don't give up. Um, one day it could be you sitting here in the front of the clipping microphone, <laughs> giving uh, giving the interview. Or getting signed to Pulsar Recordings, for example, or uh, some other Abora, uh, Transhall Stars, maybe even Armada. Just don't give up. Uh, don't uh, stop uh, thinking about it. Uh, set, set yourself a goal and try to reach it. Even if it's surreal, just set yourself a goal. Don't be uh, sitting in one place and just um, doing uh, anything. Just set yourself a goal and try to reach it as as well as you can. People, listen to Alexander. It's great advice and definitely should follow that. So, Alexander, I had a great time talking to you. Thanks very much for coming on this interview. Thanks for uh, inviting me here. It was nice chatting with you. And that's going to be it for the EDM Producer Podcast for today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Sorry about the technical problems there, and thanks for hanging in there with us. I hope it wasn't too harsh on your ears. If you want to help out the show, head on over to iTunes and subscribe to this show. If you really want to help us out, leave us a review, preferably five stars, and uh, we would really appreciate that. Hope you guys have been enjoying the shows, and we'll see you next one.